Yes, indeed it is. You better. You bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and it's awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7, and you get no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. We're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app, simulcast by the studs at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM205. As Ken and I are here, bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And BetMGM's rolling out a new feature. We talked about this on the show yesterday. I about fell out of my chair when they told me about this yesterday when I was filming the Board of Spreads video this week. The SGP Plus, which is you can now parlay same-game parlays. How great is that from the King of Sportsbook? I'll have a couple of those cooked up in the NFL this weekend and certainly in the National Hockey League, BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. On this T3, we got three words, and they all start with the letter T. Of course, that is tremendous football. And Thursday, October 19th in the year of our Lord, 2023, our show is on Twitter, at YouBetterYouBet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, like uh, like Hoodie Mellow, like when Carmelo would wear a hoodie and everyone on social media would go nuts about it. Today yeah. we've got Hoodie Lockie. Lockie wearing his You the, Better You Bet hoodie, hoodie today. Can't really yeah. see it on camera. The, the shot's a little tough because it just, it just looks like I'm wearing like a generic gray hoodie on the normal single. So it's just kind of like, we got to just get a, maybe I'll just, I'll just go like this the entire time that I'm talking. Just hold it with my chin, which is very easy and, to uh, do. It's good. Where uh. Where did you get that hoodie? It was just like sent to me by, I think Andrew Williams, our brand manager, sent it to me. The, 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 the right answer. The right answer is you better you bet shop.com, where you, for all your you better you bet merchandising needs, t shirts, I meant you better you bet shop.com. How silly of me yes. that I forgot where yes. I got this yes. magnificent <laughs> hoodie from at a very you better low you cost. Bet Great yeah, deals. at a low cost, and it got yeah. to you quickly, and it's of a great quality, and yeah. it looks really awesome. You better like you bet shop. You better you bet Almost just took me off camera right here as I said that. <laughs> you better you bet shop.com for all your merchandising needs. Uh, on this tremendous football Thursday, we're going to bring you five phenomenal guests, and those five phenomenal guests are Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports, Connor Allen from Four for Four and Betsperts, Evan Silva from Establish the Run, Steve Berline from CBS Sports, former NFL quarterback, and pro sports better Joey Kanish, baby. I'm being dead serious right now. You tell me the sports betting show. How about the sports show, period, that has better guests than we do here on You Better You Bet? Again, Chernoff, Connor Allen, Evan Silva, Steve Berline, Joey Kanish on the show today to get you, dear listener and dear viewer, set to bet and win this weekend on college football and the National Football League. Plus, it's Thursday, which means P-squared, B-squared NFL awards are coming your way with the award-betting GOAT, Hoodie Ken, our guy Hoodie Lockie, Ken Barkley, going to tell you how to bet NFL awards, including if Dak Prescott is worth a look for NFL MVP, and if you, dear listener and dear viewers, should be trying to beat either Dan Campbell or Mike McDaniel for Coach of the Year in the NFL. All of that and more coming up here as we move along. Uh, it's Thursday, and you know what that means, part two. It's day four of Lochmas. And on day four of Lochmas, you don't get Santa Locky. You get me, the Grinch, Felice Narita, with, I think it's like eight. I think the card is eight. 
eight narrative bets for this weekend in college football, including a certified banger coming your way. The best narrative bet in the history of narrative bets for USC and Utah coming up this weekend in the Pac-12. And in the Power Hour, final hour of the show, we're going to give you all our bets for tonight. We've got uh, Game 4 coming up with the Astros and the Rangers. I am officially hashtag worried about the Rangers after Max Scherzer got lit up like a Christmas tree last night in Game Number 3. Over the course of the show today, we know that the uh, the Phillies game, the Phillies D-backs game, is starting around 5.07 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll give you our bets for that as we move along. Uh, Tough not to like the Phillies. You want to bet the Diamondbacks? Good luck. Uh, but that first pitch there in, uh, in the deserts, 5.07 p.m. Eastern time. We will give you bets of steel, 12 games tonight on the ice, side total and props. I got a ton of bets. Also, I kind of never lose betting in the National Hockey. Just, just, just saying. Might have just Jeremy Roenick, too. How about, how about Jeremy run 4-0 four, four last night? Hops in and goes 4-0 and o like it just snaps his fingers. There's four winners for you. I can't find four winners awesome. in 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to give you tons of hockey bets coming up for di- tonight in Bets of Steel. And, of course, side total and props as Week 7 in the National Football League kicks off in the Big Easy with the Jaguars and the Saints. And uh, at some point, hopefully, before we go off the air, we will know for sure if Trevor Lawrence is going to start a quarterback for the Jaguars. The latest news there, Jaguars coach Doug Peterson said he expects Lawrence to start. Uh, the betting market still kind of indicates that it's not so sure, though, right? Uh, so we, we'll figure that out as we move along and give you our bets for the game tonight in the final segment of today's show. We are locked and loaded. It is a tremendous football Thursday, and we've got a lot to do. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, good. Yeah, we do a little hockey stuff from last night, too. But you just talked about it, the betting market with Lawrence. Yeah, yeah man. You know, Peterson saying, I think he's going to play. I think his his knee sprain, his minor knee is all called minor every time it was talked about it. Um and how like maybe the betting market doesn't think I, it's funny. I, I agree with you. I always thought Saints minus one and two was always like really like a not like a pessimistic number, but just like had some built into it for he's not going to play. Do you think it's just because he's hurt? You think it's just going to go off like this? <laughs> like, you think this is what the numbers get? like? You're going to get feels Jaguars like it, right? plus with him starting. Like you're going to get Jaguars plus really Did people watch the Saints this year. <laughs> like, what's this? This is like the spot. This is the thing that you dreamed about. Like you're going to get it. He's going to play. You get to just jam, jam the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're, you're probably very excited about this. Uh, well, I, I want to make sure that Lawrence is going to play. I think you're yeah. probably right that this is just going to be what the betting market is. Yeah. And for people that for people that don't remember, you know, when we talked about this game on Monday, uh, the opener was was Jacksonville was a favorite on the road. And, I, and and my sense is, and look, I I can be wrong about anything. My sense is is that if we had no Lawrence injury concerns throughout the week, that we would have just held there with Jacksonville, and like it could have yeah. been one, it could have been two, whatever. But it would have been Jacksonville as as a favorite. And instead, this obviously flipped to New Orleans. We had a point earlier this week when this went to three when we thought Lawrence wasn't going to play and then he shows up at practice wearing a knee brace and it dips right down below three and we've been hovering in this range the whole time I will say though Ken again like to back up what you're saying so I see the Doug Peterson I think actually you sent me the tour maybe it was Alex sent the tweet from Ed Werder saying that um oh yeah I sent you that yeah. Peterson expects Lawrence to play in the game. And then I immediately went oh, to my odds board and I'm like, okay. I sent you okay. the offensive line one for the Saints. That was Ed Werder. Yeah. Got it. Oh, so I got that mixed <laughs> up a little bit. A lot of yeah. different reports. Hashtag reports. <laughs> yeah. And I go to my odds board and I'm like, okay, like Jacksonville probably minus one. It's like, nah, New Orleans still minus two. So I guess this is just maybe like a little pessimism from the market that even if Lawrence plays, he's not at 100%. Because I have to believe that like if this was going to be no injury for Lawrence, the Jags would just be favored in the game. And that's not going to change how I bet it. If Lawrence plays, I'm going to bet Jacksonville. I'm going to feel really good about it. But it's just worth noting that I, I think you are right, Ken, with what you're saying, that I think this is some pessimism, at least about 
about Lawrence's ability to 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 maybe finish the game today, and 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 we'll see what the spread is as we move along in the show. Yeah, and just really, and we have some other quarterback stuff I know that came in as well, just even in this opening segment, which is very interesting. But just yeah, the the idea that I just I have a hard time with the idea of like people showing up wanting to lay the Saints with what we've seen this year with them and what we've seen with Jacksonville. And like, I try to put myself in the position of the person betting the other side. Like even in some of the bets that I like, I go, look, I get why people would like the other side of this. Like, of course Uh, I like Philly. I could see why people would like Miami on Sunday night. Like totally understand, especially with the injury report, maybe that Philly's going to have. I just, I have a really hard time being like, yeah, man, like people are showing up clicking saints minus one. Like that's people, people are interested in this. Like I, I just like coach quarterback in a projected close game against that coach quarterback I, with what we've seen from both teams so far, I just it's it's just a little puzzling. And maybe you're right. Maybe Lawrence's status like clouds kind of what's going on here. Um, and okay, maybe the Saints get like a little bit of home field in the game. Okay, uh, yeah, just like kind of puzzling. I didn't think we'd stay here, but maybe that maybe this maybe this is all going to be taken care of by the time the game starts. And maybe the Jags go off as like a small favorite in the game. You can still at a place that we share. You can tease the Jags to eight. Still, that's allowed. Like you can just hit. You can do it right now. And you might you might do it right now. I don't know, <laughs> but like that's that's pretty crazy now. Well, stand by. Let me see right? if I can go yeah, do so this just, right now. Um, I, uh, do you have, it's just uh, crazy. Yeah. Do you have um, any any? Because we should probably do the rest of the the, the NFL injury stuff here, the quarterback yeah, stuff sure. here. I don't think any of it's like really like earth shattering. It's just maybe like confirmation of what we thought might happen. But so before we do that, you you had mentioned you wanted to do a little hockey from last night here in the open, and then just, we can get to the NFL injury stuff. It's the first time that we've been doing so bets of steel we've done, you know, for five shows or something like that, maybe uh, six shows. And it's the first time that I felt like I totally bricked what I thought would happen. Like I've lost plenty of bets, but I've also won plenty of bets. And each time, even when I lost, like when I lost like the Carolina shots on goal props, I was like, oh, but like they had like 50 shots. It's not it's like last night was the first time where i go well this didn't play out remotely like how i thought this was going to play out we had ovechkin shots overs he doesn't take a shot in the game for the second straight game the coat carberry mixing up lines and everything they got just trucked by ottawa last night and so part, part of it was just okay it's the first time really like where i wake up and i go Whew, okay, that was like way wrong. All right, what are we doing tonight? Like maybe try some try some different stuff here. I'm still kind of just feeling my way through what I want to do here. The other thing though, we joked before the year about uh, NHL coaches, right? When I said, yeah, I may, I, you joked that I was making up names for some of these coaches. Spencer Carberry, the, the coach for the Capitals. Like who is this guy? Can't be a real person. It's possible Ottawa's like, you to use your hashtag good, to use like a term from you. It's possible and Detroit, they are both kind of like, it's funny, they both played last night and both won. They're kind of like through just a handful of games, the two surprising teams, been scoring a lot, been winning a lot. And uh, and maybe the Pens and Capitals are kind of like on the way out a little sure. bit. Sure. Like, 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 like mini, like, like, like teensy-weensy um, changing of the guard a little bit last night. Right. On that, well, the like, Caps. Go, like go. There's almost the no Capitals question. are definitely on the way yeah. out. Peng- Penguins are still good. Just like the Red Wings and the Senators are both kind of awesome. Right. I, I even I messaged you last night. I was like, I think the Capitals are the worst team in the league. And that's not true because I watched the Sharks the night before. They are not even close to the worst team in the league. They also play in front of about eight fans every night. I mean, really brutal. They're they're the favorite to uh to have the worst record in the league this year. But I looked at I was like, man, like how long does this have to go? 
because both of these teams, Detroit and Ottawa, I can't believe I'm starting with this, but there is a betting angle. Both of their coaches are afterthoughts in the Adams Award market, which is the NHL's Coach of the Year award. And and very early on, we've only played you know less than five percent of the season. Peace word, peace word. NHL awards today. Well, on that's Thursday why I wanted to do it because it's like awards. No, day. I I love it. Yeah. I love this. I think it's great. And we're gonna we're gonna do NFL Coach of the Year later, and we talk about like the improvement coach. That's the coach that usually wins. So this year, the improvement coach would be like D'Amico Ryan's or somebody like that would be like a really obvious improvement coach maybe we don't really have one and in the in hockey it's no different like you're looking for the improvement coach like you know standings the year before standings this year you want somebody to take a big step forward and ottawa and detroit the two teams that won last night you you as you start to get more wins and you start to like kind of watch the games a little more we're not there yet but maybe in a couple weeks you're kind of like yeah, maybe these are the improvement coaches. And uh, so DJ Smith is the coach for Ottawa, who you're like, this is not a real person. Uh, and uh, I forget the name, uh, Derek, and I don't remember his name, the Red Wings coach. I always get it wrong, too. I feel like I pronounce it's like Lalonde or something. I forget how to say uh, it. Derek but, Lalonde. Yeah. So the so these Lalonde. two guys are, they're not even close to the favorites for this coach of the year. And like, you know, you want to see it a little more. It's Detroit and Ottawa. Maybe they're, maybe they're not going to be good. We don't know. But early on, they would be like the two candidates that would stand out as like the improvement teams this year like are these teams really going to be in the mix for the playoffs we don't really know but they both won last night you had it and uh and both coaches just took a, a quick look at their odds today i uh yeah do, do we let's see here i have it up let's see if lalonde uh lalonde is 25 to 1 and who's the what's the auto oh, dj smith dj really smith yeah. 16 to 1 D D dj smith Right. And the, the most important thing about that market, by the way, uh, every, like this has been true last year, too. It's just it's the most broken market. Um, that's not true. There's an NBA one that's really broken, too. But uh, the favorites uh, are all like ineligible and can't win like the top five guys. They won't win. So they're like zero percent already. I, I'll guarantee it. I'll book anybody that wants to bet them like they're, they won't win. Um, so it's a really fun market to bet into because it's just it's all backwards. Do I have to? I tweeted this last night, and then I got a bunch of people tweeting and being like, oh, you, you can't do that. Like, we love the show. I was kidding. Like, if I, if I quit my job to, like, bet the NHL professionally, I'd be broken, like, two weeks. Like, it'd be done. And you'd also have, like, a heart attack from the stress. That's the other yeah, part. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm just like I, first off, like, I would be bad at it. And second off, right. like, I wouldn't make it physically. I wouldn't make it. But um, I, I'm on... I'm on some kind of heater, man. Oh, with yeah. The NHL. Heater on it's the ice. Like, mm. It's pretty. Oh. It's pretty. And like, you know, so before I send that tweet, like, should I quit my job to bet the NHL? I'm thinking like, am I tempting fate by doing this? And then I thought to myself, you know what? Like, I, I'm going to get railroaded at some point, whether I tweet this or not. It'll honestly, it'll probably be tonight. And this is not me hedging to be like, oh, like if I lose, I have an excuse. Just like, hey. I'm like ninety, like ninety-two percent on the NHL so far this season. Like, it actually can't go on like this. I hope it does. That'd be the hell of a story. Then I might quit. Yeah, I might, I might start doing it. But uh, call I, Jeremy back my today senses, too. Ken, my senses, Ken. My senses, it'll be, it'll like be tonight. Yeah, should oh, we yeah? like text Roenick? Yeah, you got We got to get like what's like what's his top couple bets. Like we got to. He was with yeah, four I'm, and zero in five seconds. I'm being serious. Yeah. Like Alex has his number, right? Alex, do you have? Yeah. Alex, do you have Roenick's number? He does, right? You, you need to be like, hey man, you went five, like four and zero. Like, like that's awesome. Like the guys would love it if you could just like, what do you like? And we'll promote it? the podcast again. Yeah. Maybe we should just call him. Maybe we should call him now. Think who he wants, wants to, to play? Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the other side, uh, NFL breaking quarterback news, and we'll start P squared B squared awards. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we got a loaded Thursday edition of the show. We'll get to P-Squared, B-Squared Awards, starting with NFL MVP in just a couple of moments. But just to hit some news here as it regards the quarterback position for Week 7 in the NFL, we'll just go down the list here. None of this is going to be new stuff. It is going to be confirmation of what we already thought was going to happen or something that we thought might happen. So nothing is going to be earth-shattering here. Let's start with the Bears and the Raiders, Ken, where Jimmy Garoppolo has officially been ruled out by Vegas. We don't yet know if it will be Brian Hoyer, the, the veteran, or AOC, hashtag the squad, the rookie, starting for Vegas. And Justin Fields continues to be doubtful on the injury report, does not practice today on Thursday with his dislocated thumb. It, in all likelihood, will be Tyson Pagent. So let's start with the Bears and Raiders, Ken, where we know Garoppolo's out. We are reasonably sure that Fields is going to be out as well. Any movement here now that we know Jimmy G is out? Yeah, there, a little. Like, there's, it's kind of all over the place. Just to be honest, like, most places pulled right away. So, and my odds board kind of, like, messed up a little bit, too. So, I might, this might be a game that, I, yeah, like, literally, basically what's happening is the place, so, some places pulled, and some places the threes on the Bears got bet, like, the second the news came out. And I'm looking at, like, I have four different things open on my phone right now. And I see, like, a bunch of two-and-a-halves and a bunch of twos on uh, on the Raiders. So for people who haven't followed this market all week, the Raiders were a consensus three-point favorite the entire week. The total got bet down to 37-and-a-half, like, right away. Um, so the total has not changed yet in the market. But the threes, as you can imagine, the threes on the Bears, like, the second that tweet comes out, your first thought's going to be, like, oh, key number with a team, that, and that number's going to come off three anyway. So, like, all right, that's, like, probably a pretty valuable bet. That's happened. Um, it'll just be interesting, like, like what's next in this game? Like, when we get the game day, and now we know what, it, like, when the Raiders tell you who's going to start, and we know it's Bajent, or we think it's Bajent, rather, like, what, how does the market take shape on game day? Like, what is the weather like? Does the total get bet down even more? That would be my first thought. Now, not that Garoppolo was like lighting the world on fire, but I mean, you really might get, I mean, honestly, like the two most conservative game plans possible. You have McDaniels and a defensive minded head coach for the Bears and like not good running plays too. Like uh, Jacobs has had flashes, but he hasn't been particularly good this year. The Bears may not have any healthy running backs. I mean, just, it's really, this is kind of like a, what is like a rock bottom total for a non-weather game? I think that's actually kind of what we're, what we're thinking about here. So uh, I actually bet some under 37 and a half the earlier this morning. And just with the idea that like, okay, this can lose, but I think it's either going to improve or stay the same um, based on like kind of what we're hearing. And I mean, that would be my advice right now. Cause all the threes are gone is just, I, I know a 37 and a half is like a, a very low total. I know the bears defense is not very good, but I think it's just like, what are, what are the play? Like how many explosive plays are there going to be in this game? Like none zero like one like i just and and how are they going to be generated i mean just okay cool like Devonte adams is complaining so brian hoyer is going to throw him the ball a lot like what really against a bear secondary they got a bunch of guys back last week like what's that going to look like so it just i think it's actually still under now that we know for sure that jimmy g's out We'll, uh, we'll talk about Adams coming up on Sunday in the Prop King segment where this does feel like a squeaky wheel game for Devontae Adams, who generally, when he bees and moans to the media like he generally gets his way, should be a heavily yep. targeted game for Devontae Adams. Also, to Ken's point on the Bears running backs, we know Khalil Herbert is out with a high ankle sprain, going to be out for a while longer. Their stud rookie running back, Roshan Johnson, remains in concussion protocol, did not practice today on Thursday. I think he's probably on the wrong side of questionable to play. So, right, it would be Deontay Foreman, Travis Homer, and 
uh, and Darrington Evans would be the Bears running backs on Sunday against the Raiders if Roshan Johnson does not go. All right, let's do the Giants and Commanders for a second, and then we'll do the Browns and the Colts, uh, where Daniel Jones does practice today, Ken, on Thursday, but in a limited fashion. And the caveat issued by Giants head coach Brian Dable is that Jones has not yet been cleared for contact. Uh, I was on WFAN in New York earlier, myself and the two hosts, uh, Sal Licata and Brandon Tierney, we all agreed, like, I think it's pretty doubtful that Jones is going to play in the game. Based on, you know, it's three days until kickoff and he hasn't been cleared for contact, so I think it's probably going to be Tyrod Taylor. Anything going on here with the Giants and the Commanders? Yes, not cleared for contact. Be like, boy, if you if you were going to pick one quarterback position on one team that's going to get a lot of contact on Sunday, you would probably say it's the Giants quarterback. And they uh, they lost another lineman, right? A, a Lemieux, the guy who'd kind of been in and out of the lineup anyway, like tore his biceps or something. Back to, I mean, I mean, my God, like just they elevated someone from Dallas's practice squad to take the spot there. I saw something else. Somebody asked the question. Uh, the Giants apparently broke camp with nine offensive linemen this year. Two of them are healthy currently of the nine they broke God, camp it's with. It's like the Hunger not- Games. Yeah, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. And if I'm those two right now, I mean, I'm like, like locking the door to my house and not going outside. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. What, um, what's the Hunger Games line that the Katniss ever made? May, may something, may luck be uh, ever in your favor or something? Something in your favor. Yeah, so what yeah. is it? May the... I don't, I don't know. know. I forget what it something is. Something like that. I, but, I, but I feel like I'm Brian Dable should may the like... Odd, may oh, the, this is for us. May the I odds be tell ever you. in your favor. I gotta yeah. tell you, I feel like... I feel like that we should take that line. Like at the end of it, like we should do like the uh, the Katniss Everdeen thing, right? Like okay. the uh, like the two fingers. Like may the odds ever be in your favor. Brian Dable should say that to his offensive lineman, Ken, on the uh, the Giants on the sure. Commies. Yeah, absolutely. So that that you know the offensive line is not going to be better. Washington's pass rush is fierce. Uh, we'll talk about Chase Young a little bit later in the show and awards. And uh, and if it's no, you know, if a Jones is in or out of the lineup, but he's ineffective, this this kind of has always been moving the way that we thought it would, which is the commanders are going to go to three at some point because this injury report's just not getting any better. And when that happens, what would you do? You know, it could have bet Washington two and a half if you really liked them. I've always kind of been off this game, especially if the Giants injury report's going to look like this. Uh, the total in the game is now continued to go down to 37, 37 and a half. So one of the more lower scoring expected games, obviously, too. And that makes a lot of sense, right, when you hear this injury report for the Giants. So looks like three is going to be the number on game day. The question is, if Jones is declared out officially on Sunday, does this be like three minus 20 or like three minus 15 on, on the commanders? And like, at what point are you even 3.25 on the game? That, that feels like where we're going here. I think we need to figure out like a Hunger Games theme segment where we say, may the odds ever be ever in your favor or whatever. Is Cat there Nick like, Everdeen? there's got to be a, is it like a, because like, so like NBA, we already have an element like hockey. We already have our element. Like college basketball, we don't really have an element. Like Ooh, monster, we don't favor. really have a fr- we don't really have a phrase for monster either. Like I, you know, we'll workshop it. But we'll we have figure it, it out. Lose. But there's something there. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, but like, may the odds ever be options. in your favor with with the hand signal and like some sort of Hunger Games thing? I think would be really good. Last one here, and then we'll get to awards. Uh, Deshaun Watson practices today for the Cleveland Browns. Ken putting him on track to start Sunday on the road in Indianapolis against Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Yeah, another game where we're talking about like a road team around a key number and you get a really positive in the, in the commander's game. You got a negative piece of quarterback news. The team that had the healthy quarterback got bet out to three. Now we have the, the team, the Browns on the road that was near three. They get a good piece of quarterback news. And as you would imagine, because like, like it's important to remember this when Deshaun has been healthy. This team has been rated like really, really highly in the NFL in terms of like their closing points. Rates. Now, we haven't had many of those games yet because it was like DTR once and it was PJ Walker last week. So we kind of forget 
like this team had a monster rating coming into the season and really high win total uh one of the favorites to win their division so like if he's gonna play then like they need to be at least three on the road they they currently sport the number one ranked defense in a lot of categories including in dvoa and be curious kind of how that matches up against Minshew and steichen like if watson's gonna play i, I mean i I think everybody totally agrees with like that this needs to happen. And then it's like, okay, what do you want to bet on Browns three total up a little bit? 41. All right. And that's the quarterback news that we've got. If anything else comes in, we will report it to you here. You better, you bet on this tremendous football Thursday, but Jake, let's fade the music up here and let's start talking some NFL awards with the goat of award betting. Our guy, Ken Barkley. And Ken, let's start with NFL most valuable player as we approach week seven in the professionals. Uh, and I will read the odds. And may they ever be in your favor. Uh, co-favorites atop the market at BetMGM. Mahomes and Tua, both plus 350. Josh Allen at 7-1. Jalen Hurts at 8. Brock Purdy has dipped down to 10 from 7 where he was last week. Purdy at 10. Lamar Jackson, 14. Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, both at 18. Justin Herbert and Christian McCaffrey at 20. Joe Burrow at 30. Dak Prescott at 40. Matthew Stafford at 50 to 1. Any betting thoughts on NFL most valuable player entering week seven? Yeah, I'd say about uh, half of the awards right now are uninteresting, and we'll still talk about them, but they, they probably won't take very much time. If you have, I think there are seven award markets. I'd say at least three are very uninteresting right now. This one remains interesting, and not because the favorite's vulnerable. So that's always question one, right? Like, I. Tua and Mahomes have the same odds at some places, but Tua is a, a favorite in others, like on his own. And so I, I kind of view him as the favorite to win the award. Also, he's the leading passer in the NFL right now, and the team has a really good record. Uh, so it's like, all right, do you have a vulnerable favorite here? Uh, not yet, I guess would be my answer. Like, And it's, he's not like, I mean, you can't look at the resume and even the Dolphins projection, their, their win total in the market, I think is 11 and a half right now, something like that. You, you can't look at these things and be like, oh, that guy's never going to win. Uh, you know, ESPN had their quarter poll uh, awards and not among people who do vote, but just like writers on their staff, people that work for the company, whatever. But it gives you like some kind of like consensus about where media people's heads are at here a little bit to a, to a, as you would imagine, won the poll. Um, and, you know, for who's the MVP at this point. So I think we're all in agreement that like right now it's him. The really interesting thing, though, is that there are two fake games in there, really. And you have the Broncos game in there. Like when the competition when the competition gets way tougher and they have the Eagles and then they have the Chiefs in a couple weeks in an international game, they have the Patriots in between. Obviously, that's not going to be very competitive, but they have a lot tougher games. Go, They have to rematch with the Bills. They play the Jets defense twice. Like there's a lot going on in the back half of their schedule where maybe he doesn't look like this. But look, like if, if it's like this is the week to take a shot against him, I don't think so because he's playing in a game against the Eagles with a really high total. Even if they lose, like the stats can still be there. And until like a challenger emerges from the second group, and that's what we can talk about next. Like, who is it? Who's even who's even the second most likely to win until we figure that out? Um, I'm, I'm comfortable just hanging out for right now with my like long shot burrow from four weeks ago and uh, and just kind of being cool for now, because I, I don't think he's vulnerable yet. And I think when he is, we'll still be able to get bets in and we'll still be able to have a conversation. But like right now, the favorite is the leading passer in the league, number one in yards, ton of touchdown passes, uh, one of the most prolific offenses from yards per play in the history of the league. And the team has a really good record. So like he's not vulnerable right now. Um, we'll see after this Eagles game how the market reshifts and maybe we start to view him a little differently. Uh, I do want to follow on Dak 
after the Cowboys won on Monday, and just because they're like a very public team, and I don't mean public in the sense that like betters like the Kettler want to bet the Cowboys, more than like they're probably the most popular team in the NFL, the team that everyone wants to talk about all the time, that all the talk shows are constantly talking about. And Dak, like for what it's worth, like played great on Monday night and made like the, like the play of the game basically to win the game for the Cowboys. He's at 40 to one. Dallas is now four and two. And if Dallas can like win the NFC East or be the one seed in the NFC, I don't know if Dak can get there, Ken. Like, I don't know that I would bet on him, but I do think it's worth at least asking the question because people in our audience might be interested in Dak Prescott. What do you think about Dak at 40 to one? Uh, currently 13th in the NFL in passing yards and only six touchdown passes in six games. Uh, two and Kirk Cousins both have 14, just to give you like a frame of reference. Uh, usually touchdown passes in your position group is really predictive. The yards can kind of go either way. Really, you, you just want an awesome statistical resume. Whatever, whatever you think that means, you're probably right. And uh, and Dak doesn't have anything close to it right now. So, I, you know, he can win just like you know, we're still early in the year, just like almost anyone can win this early in the year. But do I think he's like a viable play on? Do I think he's being uh, underrated by the market and he should be much less? Uh, the answer to that is definitely no. And, uh, you know, I think with him, it's the same problem a lot of these guys have. If you're trying to pick out a challenger to, to rival Tua and potentially like overtake him to win the award, these, I mean, we've had a lot of unders the last couple of weeks. Unders had like their best week in the NFL. And what goes along with unders, bad quarterback performances, right? Not not a lot of passing yards, not a lot of touchdown passes. Who's going to like ramp up their statistics here? No one's on pace for a remotely record setting season. Everything's down. Yards are way down. Like you look at how these guys project. I mean, it's kind of bad. Like you look at like even the third, fourth, fifth best quarterback. You go, these numbers stink. Like, it's actually pretty rough. It's why I think it's, like, impossible a quarterback wins offensive player of the year unless it's Tua, and I don't think it's him. Um, I just, like, who's it going to be? I don't think it's Dak. And to to bring in one other guy, just because I've gotten a lot of questions about this guy, too, Jared Goff is, like, a lot of discussion this week because the Lions have been so good. The biggest problem with him, he's actually, like, a victim of the team he plays on because the reason that the Lions are winning games might be him. But the reason everyone thinks they're winning games is because of their coach and because of the fact that they've had so many injured players and they've won anyway, despite that. Dan Campbell's like too magnetic of a personality, too front facing, too like all over social media all the time. Like if they win a lot of games and it's really possible the Lions might win a lot of games. I was asked about this like six different times this week. I would never bet golf because like Campbell would just win coach of the year unanimously if they won like 13, 14 games. And I actually think golf wouldn't get a lot of credit for that. Do you like, by the way, the uh, the think pieces that are getting put out there now? Oh, what? Why is scoring down in the? Is the NFL in trouble? Right. It's is popularity going to start going down? No. Like I think it, I think it's everything's going to be okay. Everybody, it's going to be right. all right. There's no like worries. nine quarterback injuries this week. So that stuff. Yeah. But like, who, who like, would you on. have? Who would you have second right now? Like, who do you not? Who's second? Like. Who do you think the second most likely player is to win MVP at the end of the year? If you think two is the most likely. And like, can I, can I answer Mahomes or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why can't he be the uh, answer? He can definitely be the answer. I, I would say either Mahomes or Allen to give like the two guys right at the top of the board. And if I sure. had to go further down the board, I would go Burrow. Yeah. I think, I, I think I totally agree with you. I would just like, I'd like to see any kind of stat games from Mahomes and Allen before I bet them. Like I, if they're going to well, be like, really Allen's far behind two great, here. Allen yeah. has had some great stat games. Oh, yeah. He's one touchdown pass behind Tua and about 300 yards. He's seventh in the NFL in passing yards right now. And they have two losses. So it's just like, like, I, like the, you know, these guys are play-ons for me right now. It's really rough. And Burrow's on a bye week. So, like, we don't even have to talk about him. His odds won't change. Like, don't bet him this week. You can bet him next week. What about Justin Herbert? JK, 
Just kidding. <laughs> he plays for the Chargers. On the other side, more NFL awards. We'll hit offensive and defensive player of the year. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. He's 12 of 16. Lamb the block. Good. He's got him. He's got him. And they've got a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The last part of that highlight, also me, my entire my entire senior year of college. Jake, can we isolate that at some point? Oh, yeah. he smoked him! Oh, he smoked him! <laughs> the great Kevin Harlan on the call. Uh, 20 minutes from now, we will begin our amazing guest parade here on this uh, tremendous Football Thursday edition of the show. Five phenomenal guests, and we'll be on Stadium coming up in 20 minutes. Adam Chernoff will kick things off 20 minutes from now. Connor Allen coming up as well in hour number two. Steve Berline and Joey Kanish in hour number three. And Evan Silva will join us at the top of the power hour now at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We very much look forward to that. But for now, we continue on with P-Squared, B-Squared NFL Awards. We touched on MVP in the last segment. So, Ken, let's move on to Offensive Player of the Year, where the person that smoked the defense was uh, was Tyreek Hill, who is now your sole favorite atop the market at BetMGM to win Offensive Player of the Year after Christian McCaffrey gets hurt last week and has to leave the game in San Francisco's loss on the road in Cleveland. And we await injury status on McCaffrey. Uh, the first injury report for San Francisco and Minnesota will come out today because that game's coming up on Monday night. So McCaffrey may not play on Monday. We'll see. We'll hopefully get more information coming up later this afternoon. Obviously, the Niners out on the West Coast. Tyreek plus 145. McCaffrey up next at plus 225. Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs both at 18-1. to 1. Then we have three quarterbacks at 30-1. to 1. They are Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Tua Tungavailoa, Josh Allen, and Devontae Adams, both at 40-1. to 1. I have drawn the Gettleman line here. If you have any other players you would like to hit us with, after 40-1, to 1, you can. But I, I'm guessing we want to keep it to the guys at the top. What do you think, Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd cut half those, too, honestly. Like, Lamar Jackson's not winning Offensive Player of the Year. He's 0%. You know, like, I'd, I'd give people 100 to 1 if they wanted to bet it. Uh, there's very few players who can win already. Um, and it's really just figuring out at what point, if any, uh, do you want to bet against Tyreek Hill? So I, this is a market that I was in early on. No, I haven't been in early on on every one of these, but this one we were really active early on in, in betting McCaffrey and Tyreek when they were six, seven, eight, nine to one, with the idea that it seemed very likely the two of them were really good contenders for the award. They were very likely to win, uh, and it's worked out that way. Now that doesn't mean that now the next four weeks something different can't happen. But like we're in a really good spot, very content to hold on to the Tyreek position, and for McCaffrey it'll be really interesting. Does this stay like a two-man thing where it's the two of them competing against each other? Tyreek maybe on pace to have 2,000 receiving yards this year. We always talk about record-setting numbers as the sort of uh, foundation for awarding Offensive Player of the Year. And Tyreek is the only one with the with how scoring is down, stats are down. Tyreek's the only one putting up anything close to a record-setting season right now. Like, really, I mean, running backs, like McCaffrey's having a nice year, but the touchdown streak is really, like, the only thing he's got that's, like, record-setting, you would say. And Tyreek's got really the potential to have 2,000 yards, which would be pretty crazy in a year where no one's doing anything, statistically. Um, So he is absolutely should be priced as the favorite, should be priced as a very low price favorite, and he is. The interesting thing in this market then is, okay, like if McCaffrey is now sustained an oblique injury and 
if it's possible the Niners maybe don't go 100% usage of him, like now the next four, six, eight weeks, and his numbers still remain good, he's very likely to be the leading rusher in the league, mostly because all the guys after him got hurt or there's like something going on with them and their usage. Like he's probably going to be the leading rusher in the NFL, but if it's just like not record setting and it's just okay, the question's going to be like, okay, Tyreek probably moves to an even bigger favorite and McCaffrey probably drops back to join some combination of receivers who will have monster performances in the next couple weeks. So the, the name Name that's I think been getting a lot of buzz for this award is AJ Brown for the Eagles and that that's great and like he can win uh it's just he's he's behind like he's way behind too he only has two touchdowns this year uh AJ Brown so like it's it's possible he can win they play each other Tyreek and AJ Brown too which is really interesting in a high total game so yeah like if AJ if AJ Brown like pops and has a huge performance and Tyreek doesn't could the market shift yeah but like right now is he more likely to win than this price I, I don't think so I think Tyreek's probably even should be a little further ahead than this in terms of his pricing. And it's really just like, if you want to try to pick the receiver that moves maybe alongside McCaffrey as the another option, you can. I don't know how you would make that call right now. Like, yes, it could be Diggs. Yes, it could be A.J. Brown. Yes, it could be Jamar Chase. Like, McCaffrey could just stay there, I guess. But I don't know how you would, like, I don't think there's a good way to differentiate between all those guys right now. This is like the most rock-solid favorite going right now. And, and the last point I would just add and to clean up something I said last week, uh, our pal Femi who works over at Vison does a, a ton of awards where he and I talk all the time. And he pointed out to me, there actually has been a situation historically, like what Miami is going to face this year, where a quarterback, a skill position player, and a coach have actually all won postseason awards. It's actually happened before. And it's funny because like my, my it's, the way I do my work is on one screen, I have everything going back to 2000. And usually I just keep that like up and don't scroll anymore. Well, in 1999... Uh, the greatest show on turf had Warner win MVP, Marshall Falk won Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, Dick Vermeil won Coach of the Year all in the same year. And the Rams went 13-3. and three. And it's funny because in evaluating whether the Dolphins can do the same thing, they have the current favorites for Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, MVP, co-favorite for Coach of the Year. They, they kind of have that like, I think I've even seen them called like the greatest show on surf is the nickname people are trying to make for this offense that's averaging like 10 yards per play or whatever. So I, I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible and it has happened before it's just it still strikes me as unlikely and I, i'm gonna have to see him do it against really good teams so tyreek absolutely not vulnerable if anything mccaffrey's price is probably the one that comes back to the pack and the and some receiver joins him uh very happy with the position we have if you're betting into the market now uh, i think your best option is to bet into a different market uh, it is worth noting also just with A.J. Brown, who's been electric, obviously, and been dominating yeah. the last couple of weeks. And that has coincided with kind of like Devontae Smith, like not having great statistical games. For, worth noting, and this is someone I have Devontae Smith on a lot of fantasy leagues, so I pay close attention to this. Smith did get targeted 10 times on Sunday. So like the, the, the effort was made to get Devontae Smith the ball. He had a bad game, had a couple drops also. And he was on the injury report yesterday, hamstring injury. We talked about that on the show on Wednesday. Um, he literally like is talking to the media right now in Philadelphia and said he expects to play on Sunday. So not definite that he's going to play, but I think he probably will, which you have to think like has to hurt A.J. Brown in some way if Devontae Smith's going to start having good stats again. It's not going to be that A.J. Brown goes for, you know, 7, 130, and 2 every week. Like, there are going to be weeks where Devontae Smith pops also. And when that happens, like, A.J. Brown's candidacy is going to take a hit. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday, P-squared, B-squared, NFL awards. All right, we had MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year, where Micah Parsons remains the favorite 
And it's good for Micah that he had that that big splash play at the end of the game on Monday night. It was funny how like sometimes we have like the announcer jinx. Like, oh, well, this guy hasn't missed a field goal in nine years. And then you know, he kicks it into the parking lot. Uh, Troy Aikman was literally saying on Monday night, where has Micah Parsons been? And then he basically sacks Justin Herbert to help seal the game, like the play before Herbert throws the uh, the pick to Stephon Gilmore. So Parsons does get his splash play at the end of Monday Night Football in Dallas's 20-17 to win at the Chargers. Parsons remains the favorite at 2-1. to uh, T.J. Watt, as the Steelers come off their bye, Watt on bye last week. Uh, Steelers at the Rams this week. T.J. Watt is 3 Miles Garrett plus 325. Then the market has drawn a line. Aiden Hutchinson at 14. San Francisco has two candidates next on the odds board. Fred Warner, star linebacker at 16. And then last year's defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa at 20. Chris Jones of the Chiefs is 25. And then Max Crosby of the Raiders is 35. I have drawn the Gettleman line there. Defensive player of the year, please. I really thought uh, that this one was going to be fun this week, that we were going to have an opportunity to like finally enter the market and make a lot of bets. Uh, and we were I was going to bet TJ Watt this week if last week went a certain way, um, because uh, the Browns, Miles Garrett and the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, were both playing games where they really had a good chance to lose. And in fact, the Browns were projected to lose a, a very high percentage of the time against the Niners. And team success is a really strong driving factor for this award. And Watt is ahead statistically. So the only thing left is like the team success aspects to maybe enter the market and make a bet if they're tied in terms of their price. Like Watt, Watt's ahead. Like Watt has eight sacks. Uh, Micah Parsons has five. Uh, Miles Garrett has five and a half in terms of like defensive ratings. We'll get to that in a second. Like I think they all have the potential to be on highly rated defenses this year. But I, I thought we would have a chance to bet Watt. And then the Browns won. And then the Cowboys won. And now th- now it's just kick the can down the road. Like I thought this might have been our week to finally hop in and be like, because really like here's your decision point and we'll do Hutchinson in a second. But like I really, he needs a lot. So really I think your decision point is going to be at some point this season, you're going to have to figure out, like, do you want to try to get ahead of betting one of the three edges who are all really, really likely to win? And how are you going to make that decision? And team success can be like a really guiding factor here. If one team really goes off the rails, loses a couple games in a row, that player becomes much less likely to win no matter what the stats are. Uh, or like, you know, one player just starts accumulating so many more stats than the other ones. Or you wait for polling late in the year, which was very helpful with this award last year, by the way. Parsons was a huge favorite. Nick Bosa was catching up and catching up and catching up. And then the exact poll came out and Nick Bosa got literally like every single vote for defensive player of the year and he was minus 120 and it's like cool like I don't know about you but like I like called everyone I knew to max bet into that the second the poll we did it on the air you were like I don't know if this means a lot and I was like Bosa Bosa <laughs> like that's what it means and uh maybe you wait for that maybe you wait to see like how do people parse through the differences between the three players maybe they do all view one player as better than the other two but I don't think we have that information right now and the right three players are the favorites so the thing that annoys me is that Cleveland is getting all this buzz now as having like a historically good defense. They're number one in DVOA and defense. Garrett is the linchpin of that defense. If this continues, they make the playoffs like I can't kick him anymore. Whereas I was hoping the quarterback injury, I could kick him. Uh, I thought the Cowboys might not be as good as we thought. They won in a crazy game. Can't kick them anymore. Like we're just we're just it's on to the next week on this where all three candidates uh, are viable. And then the, the Hutchinson point would be the last one. OK, if it's not those three, then who? Like Hutchinson's around, he has four and a half sacks. He like always intercepts the ball like in weird ways. He has one of those this year. He had like three last year. So he's going to be close. I just think he's properly rated as the fourth most likely player to win. He's live. That might be it for now. 
Um, but I, I wouldn't bet him right now just because I, I still think the three edges are more likely to win. The last player that I have to talk about is Max Crosby, only because if you look at the Raiders' schedule, there's actually a reasonable chance they win a ton of games, even though they're coached by the worst coach of all time. And I'm still really skeptical that can happen. Their win total in the market is seven and a half. But like, ju I'll just say, I would never bet Crosby right now. But if they ever won like nine games or 10 games, he would get talked about a lot for this award. I don't think McDaniels can get the team there. I think it's like impossible almost, no matter how many bad teams they play. But like, if he ever got there, you'd have to put him on the list. For now, it's probably a four-player list, really with the three edges up top still. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Ken, does not practice today for the 49ers. Neither mm. does Trent Williams. Um, beat reporters are saying not a big deal too early like this, to, to draw anything, any conclusions from it, that the Friday injury report will will mean more. I do want to ask you about Daniil Hunter, maybe, if he gets traded from the Vikings. Leads the NFL in sacks right now, 100-1. to one. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll start hour number two. Conversation with our friend Adam Chernoff, and we'll be broadcast, simulcast, by the studs at Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.